Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6, Episode 1, it is called Missing Pieces. And I have been missing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for almost a full year, in fact... Would you say this is like Christmas for you? (laughs) I'm wearing a Christmas shirt, it was the clean shirt in the pile, okay, washing was today. Um... But yes, it's like Christmas. So this is like season season five ended in sort of mid to late May. Uh, so we're almost exactly a full year since the end of the last season. Yeah, it's been a long journey. And Connor's Twitter's not on. I'm just going to fix that as I'm talking to him. Um, yeah. So no, it's impressive. Mm-hmm. This this opens with a you know a big recap, and I needed none of it. Oh yeah, I remember After a everything. Full yeah. year. Which is rare, you know, we, we watch a fair amount of TV, usually it, things blur a little bit. It was nice all the same, though, just for, you know, just to you know, give us yeah, the images yeah, just again. just to ease you back in a little bit, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I, I was shocked at how little I needed it. Yeah, uh, so we have two two strands in the episode, because our team's kind of split in two. Uh, we have one half in space, which is Sky, yes, I'm still Connor Sky, get over it. <laughs> we have Sky, Paper, Simmons, and uh, Davis. Who are on the on the Zephyr in space, deep space, might we add? Like, see, as the show was starting and they're coming into the atmosphere of this planet and all that, I'm like, this is just a sci-fi show. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, obviously yeah. it was last year, but I, I think last year I almost had this assumption that after the one year of sci-fi, we'd, we'd go, go back. back. To normal. Yeah, no. but it's like, no, we're a full cosmic show now, which is funny because I feel like the Marvel movies have also kind of had that transition where now it's just a cosmic world. Yeah, worth knowing, obviously. Um... This has absolutely nothing to do with anything from Avengers. To the mm. point where there are multiple cast members, I believe, have said, yeah, do you know what? Just accept that we're doing our own thing. We're basically in our own pocket universe now. Uh, yeah, they kind of have to be. Uh, I won't spoil any plot from Endgame uh, for anyone who's... I mean, I'm sure you've all seen it now if you care, but uh, but the one thing I, I do want to bring up, that in Endgame, there is a five-year time jump, right? There's a five-year time jump, and I won't say how anything's solved or anything like that, but I will say that those five years are not erased, there's no time fixing, there's nothing like that. So the fact that this takes place a year after the end of last season, and they re- if, I, if I had, my one complaint about this episode is that they, they emphasize the phrase, if we learned anything from last year, you know, it's, it's been a year. They mentioned it's been a year like ten times. I get it, I get it, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, so the fact that we're a year into the, you know in the timeline versus last season, and we 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 referenced Thanos last year. We we referenced Infinity War. Uh, I, I, I the last episode of the second last episode last year. Yes. Because there was a joke where um, uh, Talbot was like, "I better get down there with the Avengers then and go go help fight this Thanos character." Um. So that confirmed it was happening. So technically speaking, we're very lucky that the entire cast of Agents of Shield was not snapped away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and there's no mention made... of the fact that a year ago there was this cataclysmic event where half the population of the planet died. Yeah, they basically said <laughs> they were told nothing from the movie department, like mm. absolutely nothing. And they went, "Well, we've got a, we've got two seasons to make, so we're just gonna have to do something." And they just went, "Screw it, we're doing our own thing." And uh, I'm okay with that personally. Yeah, at this point, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to enjoy the show for what it is, because it's still one of my, if not my favorite part of the MCU. Uh, easily is for me. Yeah. If you can even call it part of the MCU at this point. Yeah, it's it funny, tried though, for so long. I know, the funny thing is, even in this episode, though, at one point, like, uh, you know, Max looking at the, the, the footage of Coulson, giving him advice, like, here's what you do as director, and he even brings up Fury, and I'm like, yeah, it's so weird, because this is kind of connecting back to where this all started. It, it, like, early on, this was 
as connected as it possibly could be. You know, we had Fury, we yeah. had Maria Hill, you know, we've had Sif in here, you know, all sorts. Every time there was a movie for the first like two or three seasons, they were like, right, okay, we're going to tie into those events. And obviously, Winter Soldier being huge for this show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely massive. And so- then now it's just like, yeah, we, we, we know Endgame's kind of the biggest one, but screw it. We're just, we're off on our own now. And honestly, like, I really liked Endgame, but I, I cannot blame this show for just doing its own thing because if they're not going to play ball with them, then there's no point. Just to, just yeah, make a good it, show. It screws this show over to have to bend over backwards to accommodate that, doesn't it? So, yeah, so we're in space where we're filling cosmic and uh, they're looking for fits. Because this is one of the th- questions I had because obviously we ended last season and it was like, okay, we're going to get frozen s- fits from space. And you're like, well, it can't be that easy. Yeah, like, well, it was it was like one or two things were going to happen. Either it was going to be they're just going to start the episode either having already found them or they're just going to be finding them in the first couple of scenes or it's going to be, you know, there's a plot. It's going to be t- difficult and it's going to take yeah. time and it's going to be part of the, the plot of the season. And sure enough, that's the one we're going with because they're still tracking them down a year later. Yeah, uh, which and- mildly sucks because we don't get fits with everyone. No, we, right we, the, now. The post-credit scenes fits uh, at the yeah, end. So he's he's alive. Around. Yeah, because cause we cut to space and uh, Enoch's there. So it was nice to see him again because he died. So we get him back. Well, yeah. at, least, at least for that one scene, maybe he'll be gone for he good. He probably died now. again there. Yeah. The ship gets cut in half because the timeline's changed, of course. He's not just mm-hmm. staying there the whole time. Uh, what, what Some of the things we learned about this past year is that Sky and the others have basically gained a reputation. Uh, a, because they know who Quake is, the, the guys that come and speak to her. I loved that scene. That's that scene was full on Firefly. It was it just me, like you know, the top, top back of the ship coming down, the, the 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 hooligans coming on board, questioning them. I was getting total Firefly vibes from this scene. Sure, it sure. was. It was it, that was such a Firefly scene. I mean, that's because you just watched some episodes of Firefly. No, but sure. it is though. How many scenes in Firefly was like okay, back of the ship opens and like three, like, either Alliance officers or bandits or whoever came on and like there's like a tense standoff with them as they're questioning each other that that come on that was a firefly scene anyway so she she quakes her guns uh they're shaking in the boots <laughs> quaking in their boots you might say and, and they, they, they kind of like hang one of them upside down because he's an alien so he's, his biology is a little bit different so yeah. like the gravity on their ship affects them and they're, they're kind of torturing them for information they're looking for you know a trail to fits uh it turns out the other half of the ship that was cut in half uh is here and they find his pod which he's not inside anymore it's empty mm begs the question it's like oh did he get up did someone let him out mm. like was he taken yeah yeah there's a little bit of blood in the window like finger sort of marks yeah i wasn't sure were they on the inside or the outside i didn't even they say that. the inside yeah but, it was yeah. it looked like, like he, he pushed the, the thing open maybe with that's his hand. what i thought yeah. but i wasn't a hundred percent sure yeah um and then the other thing we found out is on top of the reputation thing is that they're being hunted by the the uh confederacy confederacy because yeah. uh, that's this giant like you know, this version, uh, their version of a Star Destroyer basically shows up. I, I like how you remembered the name of that from when you asked me like a week ago. It's only because I asked you a week ago. If it had been any longer, I'd, I'd, uh, I would have done it. Proud of you. You learned it. <laughs> it's only because I don't have an equivalent from something else that I can that I can use. <laughs> as soon as I do, as soon as I do. Yeah, I know. It's not happening. <laughs> um, it's still the standard, though. Star Destroyer. Yes, yes. Um, so... Yeah, like, they have to hide a little bit. And there's a good joke here where Davis is whispering and Simmons like, you don't have to whisper. Sound doesn't carry in a vacuum. I know, but it makes yeah. me feel better. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, Davis and, uh, and Piper are great in this episode. It, do you know what that reminded me of? It reminded me of a joke when uh, someone's on the phone and one person's hiding, so they're whispering, so the person on the other end of the phone starts whispering as well and they don't have to. Yeah. Although I always think it's appropriate that they should whisper because, you know, if they talk a bit loud and it comes out of that phone speaker... Sure, sure. I'm just saying, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, Davis and uh, Piper get a lot of jokes this episode. They, they, they're clearly getting on each other's nerves and they're, they're, they're bantering a little bit. Because uh, yeah. we said last end of last season, it seemed like they were going to maybe take bigger roles and it feels like they have. It feels like, nah, like, on yeah, this, the, this know, team. Yeah. They're equal parts of this crew out here, you know, and um, there's a lot of banter, you know, that when they're making bets about whether or not they're, they're, they're spotted or not. Yeah, and they're basically they're tired. They're using that 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 jumping device from last season on the ship to like jump through space. That's their FTL drive essentially. Yeah. To reference Battlestar Galactica, uh, as opposed to you know any Man, other. Man, we're referencing a lot of things this time. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, uh, can we just talk about how like last season, like outside of some big stuff at the start and the end, it was it felt very low budget. And I know this is the first episode, but. This look good. All this space stuff. I was thinking that as well, and I, I, it crossed my mind a couple of possibilities. One, there's less episodes, and while the budget probably decreased with that, maybe not quite as much. So maybe yeah, like the, more per episode. Yeah, the budget per episode might be up because there's less episodes overall. Because I, I doubt yeah. they just give them the same amount of money for you know, as, oh, yeah, course, yeah. as they did before. But right, they, they they might not have given them the same amount. Of course they didn't. But let's you know, let's just say theory was half the amount of episodes. It's probably not half the budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's possible, but it looked good. Except that first shot where it's like Fitzy's ship and it like pans around the the ship, and then you yeah, see the big ship yeah. coming in, and like that looked really good. Uh, it did, and there was a, there was a lot of nice stuff with the sh- the ships approaching the planets. Looked excellent. Looked great, and then when they haven't like escaped the uh, the big you know star destroyer s thing, like the, the, you know, that all looked really good. There's some fancy yeah. moves, dodging the rockets. Uh, or torpedoes yeah. or whatever you want to call them man this show's come such a long way in terms of effects <laughs> i know it's so different oh you, i remember go, that car falling you go back to season one then you watch this episode you're like whoa this show has changed <laughs> so yeah. uh so basically they're tired they want to go home they don't know how, many, how much many jumps they've got left and simmons has found this one clue inside the uh the cryo sleep uh pod and she's like, "Hey, this is alien language, and it's been a year. I've learned, I've learned alien languages. Yeah, deal with it." And she, she's like, "Hey, this, this, this means it was made here. It's this planet, and you know, skies like that's in, that's in really deep space. That's like that's and way like, further out than we are." Fitz would go there to refreeze himself. <laughs> well, yeah, cause, but I know he would. That was an interesting point, though. I like that she brought that up because you're right. He doesn't know that it's yeah. changed. As far as Fitz, as, at least as far as we know, maybe something could have told him that we don't, we haven't predicted. Yeah. But as far as we know, Fitz would still be under the impression that he has to survive for seventy years so that he could get to the crew uh, yes. from last season. So that's that's something that's worth remembering. Uh, and they're all like, "Look, it's not even." I mean, Sky doesn't even say we're not going to go. She just says, "No, we're going home first. We have to regroup. We have to. We have to refuel." refuel and, yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like there used to be more people on this, but they had to like maybe drop more people off home who didn't want to stay out in space anymore. Yeah, maybe they you know hitched a ride back somewhere else. You know, dropped them off on a station or something. Yeah, and and, and the confusion when they're getting away from the the big ship. Uh, Simmons puts in the coordinates for this planet instead of home. Yeah. So she's she's pulled a bit of a, a you know a, a sly little move. They're going to be pissed at her. And we'll see if that's actually obviously we see fits in the final uh, post. But we don't know screen. that he's on that planet. We don't. We see him inject himself with something. His eyes go all kind of funny. He's talking in an alien language. Yeah, he's welding. Although I did laugh that I could still hear his Scottish accent through the oh, uh, yeah. through the yeah. alien language. I I don't think I've ever done that before. 
you know, you, usually when they, when someone does an alien language, it feels like they they have to put on a slightly different accent to be natural with I it. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder. Like, I guess it's just case by case. But I'm thinking about me saying something in a different language. Like, I feel like I put on an accent just so it sounds right. Like, yeah, I think I think a lot of people do. Uh, if I say, uh, Kaiser Peter," right? You know, that, that was not a Scottish accent. I said, "I mean, it may not be an, an accurate German accent, but it was." I changed yeah, my voice. Yeah. It was something else. Yeah, yeah. Um, Whereas if I try and son, he he's a Peter. <laughs> so that's really hard. You're I struggling. To, I you? had to really think about that to try and make that yeah. sound Scottish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that is very unusual to hear, which is why I think it was so noticeable. We did one Star Trek Discovery doing Klingon. <laughs> Klingon would be more tolerable. <laughs> Any accent uh, would make that more tolerable. I, I can't believe I just said something would be more tolerable with a Scottish accent. Hey, hey, a lot, a lot of the world quite enjoys a Scottish accent. You're they just do actually. I don't get this. Yeah, Scottish and Irish goes down quite well with a lot of countries. Even uh, to, to be honest, even amongst the the, the rest of the UK, I know uh, in, in uh, the, there was a survey with airlines. And uh, apparently, uh, a a you know a posh Edinburgh accent is the most desirable accent for a pilot to have because it sounds safe. We are approaching the runway. Please fasten your seatbelts, and we will be down in it momentarily. Does that sound yeah. safe? I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. Was that an Edinburgh but, accent? I don't know. I, I don't know how I to differentiate between sure. Scottish yeah. accents. I just yeah. don't mind. It, 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 you know, the point is, it's not Glaswegian <laughs> that sounds safe. <laughs> I think I have a relatively safe voice, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Yours isn't actually that strong an accent, though. Yeah. It's kind of weird how you can have, like, I'm clearly got a very Scottish accent, but I don't have a very strong, specific Scottish dialect. No. No. I, I guess it's because I don't speak that much slang. I think that might be more Probably than anything helps. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it may just be that because I naturally do stuff online, I talk to a lot of people who aren't Scottish, that my accent just cleans up a little bit because I'm intentionally wanting people to understand me. Yeah, I wonder if, like, let's say we threw you into the middle of Glasgow and you were just talking <laughs> to a bunch of, you know, Scottish people, you know, n no one else was watching, would your accent be stronger? Maybe to other people's ears. I don't think I do. I think even compared to other Scottish people, I don't think I... Because, like I say, I don't go slang. Even when I'm talking to other people who are going full, you know, mm. oh, I didn't do that last weekend. Hey, you want to go to the shop and get me something? Like, you know, even when they're speaking like that, like, I'm not yeah. verging into that. I'm just speaking like I am. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know why, but, I, I, but anyway. Who, who knew we'd get so much conversation out of Fitz speaking a little bit alien? Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but it was amusing all the same. And uh, so you know, he's, he's kind of like riding up. I mean, he, can, he says like, "Let's do this," because because he's building something. He's, he's got like welding gear on, and he's he's yeah, he's doing stuff. But he's like, "Okay, let's do this." As, as if he's just just up to like almost yeah, going to fight. But I, I don't know. I, if... I wasn't sure if it was the idea. Of, oh, he's doing this for himself. Like, okay, no, we're welding them. We're doing this, or it's more like he's working, and it's you know, the, the boss man is going, "Hey, come on." It sounds like someone's in charge. It sounds like someone's ordering him around. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see how that goes, but um. Now, all this space stuff, I really enjoyed. Uh, when the fight kind of breaks out with the characters where they're fighting about going back home or not, um, it's one of those things that can be frustrating, uh, depending on how it's written. Here, I think it made a lot of sense that... Because it's, it's the, the reason why this scene exists here for us is designed to tell us how long they've been looking... Because, I mean, it's easy to say that it's been a year, but this scene tells us emotionally how long it's been and how, yeah. how hard it's been. 
and it yeah, gives us and that. It's like, hey, D- Davis has got a you know a kid that he's not seen in months. Yeah, and you know Davis saying no, and kind of like standing up to her a little bit was like, oh, the red shirt standing up to Simmons. What's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> You're out of line, son. You're out of line. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so unusual. Yeah, but like, because we get we get it in jokes between those two, but then we get like, the actual fight, and I, I think it tells us that okay, you can tell us it's happening, you can even joke about it, and well, okay, we'll understand conceptually, but I think that having having Simmons and Sky actually fight it out, you know, and not not physically, obviously, but in an argument, yeah. gives us the feeling of it. It really makes it feel real. So I, I think that's why that's effective. So no, this side of the episode was great. Yeah, well, you imply on the other side, isn't? No, no, we just haven't oh. talked about the other side okay, yet, so I, I didn't want to just say, "Oh, yeah, that's great." I mean, it is, but you know, I thought yeah. we'll, we'll get into that. So we're back on back on Earth with the others, of course. Uh, they're still in the lighthouse. That's their base. They're making use of that set. <laughs> it's a nice set, to be fair. Um, yeah, I don't blame them. It's a good, you know, agency base. On you know, in the interiors. Yeah, I also I think it's got a nice ring to it. The lighthouse. It just sounds better than you know, Shield headquarters or whatever. Like it's it's just it got does. a ring to the head- it. Headquarters should have a name. Yeah. And, you know, we get introduced to some new characters. And what I thought was interesting is that there's two kind of... Obviously, there's a third, like, sort of brainy guy they bring in. We'll talk about him later. But there's two just sort of agents that are there. One in, on in, in the comms and then one that's out in the field at the start. And then we get them all together. And what I really liked about this is that I actually called it as soon as they started like, giving these two's dialogue. I'm like, okay, one of these two are going to die by the end of the episode. But what I like about it is I don't know which one really because they're both new. And you could you could tell me that either one's going to be sticking around. You could tell me that either one's going to be just the one I and done. I think there was a point that solidified which one it was. Okay, going to I be. agree with that. There's a scene later on because it connects someone to someone else. But before yep. that point, either one of them could have went. No, I agree. And and I was I was with you. One of them was going. Yeah, they were just too likable. Yep. for them to both stick around in this episode. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you could argue it could have went the other way because obviously the other guy um, uh, was a killer. Uh, yeah. he, he's in a relationship with Yo-Yo and we find out that Yo-Yo and Mac are split up. It's because Mac's like, so focused on the job that he's just kind of shut out that sort of side of his life. And I mean, you could have you could have still convinced me that maybe he could still be the one that dies and like maybe they'll... It's just... Yeah, it's less likely, it's, but it's less likely because there's more drama to be mined from that stuff. Yeah, unless you go down the path of like, I mean, not that I expect Shield to pull this cheap shot, but like, oh, she blames Mac because it was his call that got him killed, and it's the oh, you know, yeah, that, okay. like, no, I'm really glad Shield's better than that. Yeah, but you could have convinced me there's something they could have done with that to make it why it's him and not not Fox sure. who's the guy who did sure. die. Uh, but yeah, they're both pretty likable, and he's got this crazy idea because like, they're investigating these not anomalies because they used that word too much last season. That, 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 I, that... I was half convinced they were going to say anachronisms and take a shot at legends. <laughs> I feel like they've got the sense of humor to do that. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would have forgiven them for it. That would have been a you know a fine little shot. Yeah, um, and they're like oh, time warps, uh, reality warps. So you know they're thinking different things. Uh, yeah. But they're, 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 so, so actually, before we even get to this scene where they're debating what they are, uh, we see one in action, and it's like almost like a a portal that opens, but in a solid object. Yeah. And we have this big guy with a beard who I've seen guest star on a few different TV shows. Comes out. He's obviously one of the villains that we're going to be dealing with. And it's in like a it's in a park. It's at a basketball court. Kids, kids mm. playing. Uh, I actually, I I really liked how surreal they introduced this stuff because when the, when the basketball, yeah. Shattered. So they're, they're playing basketball and they're bouncing the ball as you do. They're dribbling, and then at one point the ball just hits the ground, and shatters like it's made of uh, like you know pottery. It's clay. Yeah, it just smashes, and it's like that was weird. 
<laughs> and then like birds come out of it <laughs> yeah it's so surreal I'm still, I was into it. it's not quite doom patrol weird but it, you know it's just enough to make it feel a bit off and like it it it's weirder than normal on shield yeah and this big guy comes through and this happens to be where may's ship is because they're all kind of split into four ships and may and this keller guy I'm like okay, Keller's like I've got a clear shot, and May's like no, watch the kids because there is kids kind of in the relative near distance, yeah. and he's like okay, good point. <laughs> Maybe it's not such a clear shot, yeah. uh, but this this guy just pulls out this cannon thing and just shoots them down uh, right there mm-hmm. and then, and we see him collect a buddy or two buddies in fact, uh, a guy and a girl, and they are looking for their the leader right the leaders you know yeah it's it's worth knowing that, that when he comes through oh the second he's, guy he's with supposed him. to have a second yeah. guy coming through with him who kind of gets stuck in the wall coming through yeah this reminded me so much and this is a, a, a weird reference for people but for anyone who's a fan of this movie you'll probably get it it reminded me i think time cop was kind of like this where when they were going through time like they'd come through like a a portal like this and it wasn't necessarily in a wall but i distinctly remember like someone being halfway through it when it closed and it reminded me of this or it get sliced i think so yeah it was something like this um it's been since I've seen that movie, but it was me. It was I've, me I've not that. seen Time Cop, but I've definitely seen that moment yeah. we're talking about. Um, I, I think the thing that was reminded me more than anything else was the way it rippled before as they were coming through. That's no, very Time enough. Cop. Fair enough. But um, yeah. So, so uh, I've not read a lot of the you know preseason chatter on mm-hmm. who these guys are. I'm sure that there's been interviews. I don't. Have you read much? Nah, none of that. Stay away I, I from basically all that. saw that first trailer. So a couple of headlines here or there, and that's about it. Yeah. Um. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking multiverse. You think a multiverse? Yeah, because the way when when um when he meets up with the others and they're like, oh yeah, where's the, where's the second guy? And he's like, oh no, he didn't make it through. You know, he you know they built something here on this side, like like you know mm. like yeah uh, like on their earth there wasn't a building there. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. That's what that's where my mind went to at least. Uh, you may be right. Um, it's interesting for reasons, but uh, I can't talk about it. Um, <laughs> what, what I can talk about is so the leader. I I, I kind of really wish they didn't spoil who the leader was in the trailer and stuff like that. Yeah, because this moment it, it still plays really well because it's it, got the emotional beat for me. And it's really well shot like it's really good. The music's really good I thought this, uh, this almost Terminator-esque kind of pounding yeah, that's happening yeah. as like, you, know, you see the person because I actually love the explosion because they, they go to this museum uh, where, where, the, where the leader's going to come through and they set up this explosion where it kind of like goes into the sky and then sort of like has like a shockwave up there and then shockwaves back down again. It's, yeah, it's like these. It's like a tiered bomb, right? Yeah. It's, like, it's like it places bombs all the way up and they go off individually. Yeah, it was a really interesting effect. And again, it looked good and it was flipping things and I mean, I'm sure not every episode will have the budget this one did, but there was a lot of good-looking stuff in this episode. It did, and when the when the big truck came through, and it felt kind of Mad Maxy. Mad Maxy, I was th- I've not even seen Duel, but I was thinking of Duel when this truck came through <laughs> the smoke, just because that's yeah. a, a a truck that's chasing the main character. Yeah, yeah, sure. It, it felt intimidating, uh, and the idea that he came through the portal in a truck is also just kind of funny, and you know, and again, big and bold and and whatever. Uh, it makes me question the rules because they couldn't come through because of the the concrete, and it was the idea that oh no no it, you know they have to come through somewhere natural. 
was I think what they said in the, when they were out in the forest. Yeah, but the, the first guy came through the same wall though. No, he did, but he struggled, right? You know, yeah, like okay. he got lucky essentially. Whereas the rest came out in a forest, and it was like, oh no, we should be coming out somewhere natural. That's the the aim. Because they ask, oh, where's the leader coming from? He's like, oh shit, it's, it's in a museum. That's not, yeah, you know, we. Are, that's why they want to blow <clears> it up so he doesn't get stuck. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe it's not so much that they can't travel through with stuff. Maybe the reason why he's got a truck is because he's got stuff on the truck they need. Like maybe yeah, that's like yeah, that's the be. that's the big shipment they're bringing through because like all their equipment, yeah. that they're, whatever they're going to do, whatever their plan is, whatever their goal yeah. is. But right now, we have no idea what any of that is. Not a clue. We have no concept whatsoever as to their purpose. But uh, So Coulson, fake Coulson, or Coulson 2, whatever you want to call him. I think he was called Sarge. Sarge, sure. Sarge. Uh, he kills Fox, who's hesitant to like deal with him because it's like, that's Coulson, damn it. <laughs> I, can't, I can't react to this. Yeah, and I, I was surprised that, that Fox lasted as long as he did because there's a scene where you know they, they send the, the woman out to go distract them. Uh, she's pretending to be like, oh, they've got my child as a hostage. Yeah, she, she, you know, she just slices her forehead open. I was like, what's going on here? I, I think that was to just make her look hurt so that she looked like. Innocent. No, it was, yeah. yeah. But at first, you know, when it, when she did it, I was like, what? And then, and then she came out, and you thought she was going to she's really stab him or slit his throat. Or yeah, something. she's yeah. right next to Fox, and and she go. I think it's when she kneels down, like you know, to to get below the the blast. But I thought, oh, this is it. She's making the move. She's taking him out there. Hmm. But I mean, it makes more sense to, dramatically to have Coulson. It, it, it solidifies that he's a villain for us, it, and in the fact that he also says "never heard of Shield," which was in the yeah. trailer. But you know, it, like just yeah, yeah. So uh, that solidifies that, and we kind of end there. But oh, one thing we've skipped over though is that uh, they're they're looking for some uh, brains now. The and they actually go to someone who's a friend of uh, May's ex-husband, yes, uh, Benson. I think his name is. Uh, he another actor that I've seen on a bunch of stuff before. Yeah. Uh, he they go to him because he's you know he's this brainy dude. <laughs> that's the that's that's his, his official rank. He's a he's a brainy dude, but because they keep saying our our two, our best brains are in space, you know, meaning Fitz and Simmons, right? Until they get back, we don't have someone to tackle things from that angle. So they want him to do that in the meantime. But what the actual end goal they want from is presumably something that he can keep working on. Once Fitz and Simmons are back, is they want him to kind of start an academy, like a Shield Academy yeah. again? Yeah, they mentioned they want it to be open within a year. Um, it makes sense because you know uh, Max says to to May early on that look we're doing great recruiting the you know the the muscle you know that's easy we can find those yeah but long term we we need the brains yeah so uh, and that's really interesting because he's really rocked he doesn't want to do it he doesn't want to change chase, chase Biggie Man he's like too old for all this and it's funny because they they're, they're kind of losing the fight and Max just mentions oh, our best brains are in deep space and he's like. Deep space. And it's like, because May has one line, or Mac has one line, where they're saying, I hope your curiosity is enough to get you on board. And it's that's the moment at the end of the scene where it's like, deep space? Well, just casually, they're in deep space, like, as if that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> and he comes in and he examines the guy in the wall. Uh, there's a cheap little jump scare here where the guy wakes up. Yeah, that frustrated me a little bit. It just felt a bit cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they get a device, like a phone off of him or whatever it is, that has a timer yeah, on it. Yeah, it's coordinates and a time. And that leads them to the museum. So, I mean, that was that was basically it. Uh, I did like the joke, though, when May's trying to give Yo-Yo advice, which was interesting for two reasons. One, the fact that May's trying to say, hey, just don't be alone, be happy, because, you know, given what she had went through with Coulson. Um, yeah, since she learned them all last year. Yeah. And then on top of that, I just really like the joke at the end where uh, Yo-Yo's like, yeah, you've been talking a lot the last five minutes. Are you, are you okay, May? <laughs> something wrong? <laughs> yeah. That is it's like a, the longest she ever spoken for. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing Benson said is like you give you give me a phone call and you said more to me in that phone call than you did the entirety of like your marriage with my my, my brother. Yeah. 
Oh, that really cracked me up. So yeah, I mean, as always, lots of little jokes which are which are really well timed and placed. One uh, one notable omission this episode though. Oh, Deke. 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 Yeah. Yes, Mister Lemons. And we know he's here. He's a regular. He's he's on for the season. Right, and I I feel like they're playing on the expectation of people who don't know mm-hmm. by not showing because obviously that that was left ambiguous. In and the I, episode itself, I think an added bonus to that as well is that there's so much to do in this episode and set up that you know maybe it would have overstuffed it to stuff you know to shove him in as well. Can you imagine if they called it? You know, they they they're paying him as a season regular and he's just not there. They just <laughs> did it for the lols. So we're all expecting him to show up. But we're all expecting show just just for shits and giggles. It's like no, no he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just because he's a regular doesn't mean they have to pay him like a reasonable amount. They can just you know ten dollars yeah. an episode because you're not there. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's some union thing that'll stop that. I don't know. But... It'll, be, it'll, be a bit, it'll be a minimum charge. Yeah. Minimum charge of whatever. I, yeah. I think, if I remember right, this, this is probably changed, but I remember in the early 2000s, like on a movie, uh, an extra was paid something like $50 for a day's work. But if you had a speaking role, it was like quadruple that. Like, you know, if you had one line, it would get it would yeah. be like tripled or quadrupled. Um, so I'm imagining this would be the extra rate at the very least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so no, it's that's funny. But, um, yeah. Uh, so did you enjoy the first episode back? I mean, I guess. Oh, definitely. It's kind yeah. of obvious at this point, but. Oh, Connor's sneezing and muting Bless himself. Me. Yeah. Damn this hay fever. Um, yeah, no, I enjoyed it a lot. It was a uh, pretty great. I'm so glad to to have it back. Uh, it, it it does feel surprised by the the confidence of the the space stuff. Yeah, it's so confident, and you know it's. it's I, Good to like this is kind of a last of its kind kind of show for me in the sense that it's a good network show and we don't have good network shows really anymore. This um, might be the last one we're watching. And you know, I say that because I, 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 you know, I'm not just bringing it up because I'll have to reference the hit television show Buffer the Vampire Slayer. But I actually, you know, I watched I watched uh, an episode of that last night because you know I'm doing the commentary for Patreon, and I, you know, I'm watching this this episode of Buffy and I'm like some of these scenes are just so good and they have so much weight behind them and I'm like, network TV, like, when I'm watching an episode of The Goddamn Flash, it never feels like, a, even a scene in a bad episode of Buffy feels like, where the, it, no. and I, I think this this kind of falls into that category as well, like, much like good shows I'm not saying it's as good as Buffy because I, I don't necessarily I don't think that, but like <laughs> I think it might be. Carl's just trying to upset me. No, genuinely, after after a, a rough first season, I think this might be better. I mean, you can. Stand, I mean, I'm not. I'm not angry. You saying that? Like, you can stand your ground and debate that if you like. Yeah. But, um, but you know, like there's the scenes like where I'm like so into like, the drama of the scene, and even a simple thing like the what I was calling the firefly scene, where it's, it's the standoff with the 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 dudes on the planet. Like, I'm excited to the build up of whatever Sky is going to do. Like, actually, because yeah. you're standing there all confident, and I'm, I'm into the scene. Like, I'm invested in what's it, happening. It does the, the big superhero reveal for, for her as Quake, right? And, you know, in the costume. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's... I mean, the only other network show we really properly like is Legends. right now is Legends of Tomorrow. And, and le- that's very different. It's a different sort of beast. It's, it's a live-action cartoon. It's a live-action cartoon. It's great for that. And I, and I love it, but it definitely is not as good as, as S.H.I.E.L.D. and it's not as good as, you know, things like Buffy and Angel and I, I'd, I'd throw in, like, Fringe. Yeah, it's doing a very different type of thing. I think it's equally as good for what it's aiming to be. 
Oh sure, um, yeah. But it's it's not aiming for the the heights that uh, in storytelling that some of the other shows that we're talking about here are. And it's, it's aiming just fun time. And it's just good writing because it's not like conceptually a lot of these all network shows are better than Shield on concepts alone. It's not that. It's it's just it's how they handle scenes. It's how they handle characters. It's how they. How they because and to get back to my original point, I was going to say it's like coming home again. It's one of those things that I used to feel when Buffy was on or when other shows are on and or when I rewatch episodes now is like it's like revisiting old friends. You know, it's like you get that feeling when it comes back on after a year, like this one was, where I'm like, man, like I miss these characters. Like I miss spending time with these people. I'm invested in what they're going through. Oh, Sk- Sky and Simmons are fighting. No, no, mom and mom don't fight. Yeah, <laughs> obsess <Yes>. me. <laughs> There's, there's not really anything else like it on TV at the minute for us. No, no, and it hasn't been in a while. No, and not a network. And some, some like streaming or cable shows achieve this feeling, and some don't. And it's not that if, if they don't, it doesn't mean they're bad. It just means they're different. Because like, like Mind Hunter doesn't make me feel like this. Mind Hunter is this stressful thriller that's very different. It's a different beast. Yeah. Uh, something like Stranger Things is a bit closer, where I do care about those characters, and it is like coming home to these comfortable. Yeah, it's never it's never the same effect though, because obviously with with Stranger Things, you know, as, as an example, you watch it all you at get, once. Yeah, you get ten or so episodes. Not once even that. Every yeah. eighteen months. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just you know use any of those types of shows. You know, you get ten or so episodes once every you know third you know fifteen to eighteen months, give or take, and that's it. Whereas this, you know, these shows you have on for. I mean, this season's a bit different, but often half a year. You know, uh, you know they they typically run September through May. You know, weeks off here or there, and then you know you have a couple months off, and then it's on again. So it's on. You know, it feels like it's on most of the year round, and it's always there to tune into. And it, you know, you're the they tend to move roughly in real time. Usually, um, yeah, it depends on the show, but usually, usually, it, yeah. And it's it's something when it's done well, I really like it. And it's a shame that it's it's kind of dying out for me where. A lot of network TV that does well now is just kind of, it's almost like it's all, all the I've said this before, but all the the creative spirit that that was driving the better network shows has moved to streaming and cable, and what's left on network TV is like going back towards procedural and yeah. your CBS shows and all that kind of thing. Uh, and I'm obviously I always hold out hope that there'll be will be more good network shows yeah. that I like. And, but... and the thing is, from the the network's perspective, I kind of get it. They're they're going well. We can't compete with that serialized beast that you know that streaming's putting out we can't offer that so we'll go the opposite direction yeah. and, and try and get a different audience entirely and i, I can see the logic there it's a shame though because i'd still I'd, I'd still like at least a couple of shows like this a year like just I, I would too always yeah. on um, yeah no I, I definitely would um but hey that's uh that's a, that's a tangent at the end and a greater greater topic uh first episode back of shield was great and I'm looking forward to episode uh, two. So uh, I believe it is 13 episodes. I'm just going to confirm that. That uh, sounds familiar. On my list here. Yeah, 13 episodes. And it's going to end with the biggest cliffhanger the show's ever had. You know that, right? Because they know they've got a season seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hey, how, how nice is it to start this season knowing that next season's already guaranteed? It's, it's a beautiful. totally different experience. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. So, yeah, let us know what you thought of the first episode back of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the show and the channel and everything we do here, head over to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. We can support us for as little as a dollar per month. Get some stuff early. Get some bonuses, all that kind of thing. Um, if you want to check out some other content that we do, uh, we do cover the DC TV shows and a weekly podcast called Television from the Multiverse. Uh, you can check out that. 
and um, just pick something else random to promote. Go on, anything, nothing that's related to this, just anything. Oh, not nothing that's related to no, this. Just anything. Okay. Uh, did, did, what, what movies have we done recently? What was the last movie that we went up with? Ah, Breakfast Club. That was a fun <laughs> discussion. That got uh, more heat than you might suspect, given that it's the Breakfast Club. Uh, so yeah, check that out. Well, when Connor says wrong things, I have to fight him on it, and then uh-huh. it just it spirals from there. Uh, so that is us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla? <laughs>